Sensors online. Weapons online. All systems nominal. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. Uh, this is episode 24. It's going to be all about that sweet, sweet battle tech. I'm your host, Bill, and I'm joined with... Andy. How's it going, guys? We're uh, we're pretty pumped, actually, to do this episode because we had the pleasure of jumping into an intro game of Battletech. It's been kind of on the docket for a little while. I got suckered in thanks to uh, Me! Andy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, you know, that Scorpius Flex there on Instagram, he didn't help either. He was always posting, do it. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those games I've always talked about because I actually used to play it years ago, like eons ago. <laughs> uh, when I was coming out of high school, I started playing it, and uh, the whole different group of friends uh, didn't even know Bill at the time. But um, still love it. It's it's a great game. I'm glad that uh, Bill has tried it out, and a couple other buddies that have tried it out lately. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that intro game that we had, um, we had what five of us there. Yeah. So, it's a good good little run. And the nice thing about it is we were pretty much all brand spanking you again right oh yeah besides myself you know which has been i don't know like 20 years ago <laughs> it's the last time i probably touched it nobody really had any experience in it so it, it was pretty cool to see it was um it was well, I, I remember the night before uh posting and just saying hey guys like i'm showing up with my models and some dice and ambition, because that's all I've got. I didn't. <laughs> I had no rules. I had no previous like insight to it. I've, I've, you know, seen pictures of the models and stuff, and obviously play on uh, PC. But just, uh, yeah, just jumped in fresh, and it was a lot of fun. Exactly. The only, the only insight Bill had was which, what faction he wanted to play. That's so. that's true. That's true. I, I did know <laughs> deep down. Um, I'm a Clan Jade Falcon fan. I'm all about yeah. those uh, sweet, sweet Crusader clans. So, <laughs> no, it's good. That's great. And I know uh, I I played uh, Clan Wolf, so we had a good little rivalry happening. Yeah. But uh, to get to the game itself, you know. Um, I guess when we were we were starting off, like we got pretty hyped with the miniatures, and we got a few of them uh, painted up and whatnot, kind of just ready for um, this little um, this little session that we did. You know, we were so excited that all the guys there had painted mechs. Yeah, right. And the nice thing about BattleTech is it doesn't take very much. It really doesn't. Right. So it was great to see that everybody had their own mechs, everything was painted, and we just went at it. So, um, with the game, like, 
uh, initial thoughts, Bill, what, what did you, what did you think compared to maybe what you ex- may have expected, you know, for a game, for a tabletop game like that? Well, in all honesty, I think it was what caught me, not so much off guard, but what thing that I, one thing that I never quite realized was the 2D board. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, I, I've always played a ton of these 3D tabletop war games. And, yeah, the when you're looking at the board and the map itself, and you can see there's, oh, there's, you know, light cover, heavy cover, there's rocks and buildings and water features and a bunch of stuff. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is intense, you know. Like, it, it's a different way of playing back to that top-down view. And the only thing that's really 3D... In this, in this particular game was the, the mechs, but, you know, now as it's kind of progressed and there's terrain available, it's just, it, it's kind of cool. Like, playing it top-down was actually a lot of fun. It was a whole different perspective, which was nice, so. Yeah, and it, it, it changes things, too, because, like you said, you're so used to playing the large miniature war games with all the big terrain pieces and stuff. Yeah. Where, where this is, you know... Um, you're you're playing on this actually just the small surface area like for what we were playing on yeah you know and you had the one piece to control so the the mech itself there's a whole bunch of different things to think of and strategies and you know uh the game mechanics itself to get used to right you know not not quite used to the movement how the mechs kind of move and operate. Um, you have your, you know, your heat generating your heat, all that kind of stuff. How how cover works. So, uh, you know, like I know in in the game when we were first kind of playing it, I know I got I got caught off guard off guard uh, where uh, my opponent ended up jumping behind in in my rear of my mech, right? And that's like. That's not good. That's <laughs> right. It's not good. Like, there's a chance you're pretty m- probably going to get taken out, right? And as that happened, and I realized, I was like, "Oh yeah," because, like I said, been like 20 years since I played, and it just dawned on me, like, "Okay, rule number one: <laughs> make sure we're thinking, you know, ahead of time of what's going on, right?" So it's it, you got to see what your opponent's mech is capable of doing, how fast they are compared to how fast you are, you know, if there's jump chip capability, that kind of thing, right? So, and I know, I know yourself, Bill, like you were trying to grasp it as well, you know, with ranges and heat and, and movement and, uh, the different levels, right? With the 2d map. There was, uh, there was a lot to take in at first, but, um, after you start kind of rolling, like by the third turn, I had a pretty good idea of what I was wanting to do, like mm-hmm. based on the mech itself. I guess before we keep jumping in, um, when we when we started the the match, it, well, there was five of us, so we decided to do a three versus two, and we decided to use the battle value mm-hmm. for these mechs. Um, Andy and I were rocking clan mechs at the time, and the opponents, all three of them, had inner sphere, I believe, right? 
Yes. Yeah. 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 We had. Um. Yeah, I had a shadow cat. We had a Fenris and a cat. Uh, Fenris Ice Ferret for those who know both names. Um, and then we had I think Hal was in a Wolverine. No, there. Uh, yeah, Wolverine and two and um, Phil. Yeah, Phil and Curse were in Phoenix two Hawks. Phoenix Hawks. Yeah. So, um, all very close in tonnage, but like you said, battle value. We pretty much calculated about the same battle value, and that's kind of what um, both sides came up with, right? So, yeah, I think I think they might have had like a hundred more than we did, give or take a little bit. But playing like a three versus two, the way that the game works with the activations and stuff, it didn't feel like we were outnumbered for a lot of it. Um, the the like the clan mechs really perform well yeah the clan tech it's um there's a lot of bonuses to it uh they're more expensive in battle value but you know they're they're almost in every aspect they're a bit better you know range heat management movement um and it also depends on the the eras you're fighting in which i'll get into later on um so there's a lot of bonuses and and we were pretty much uh the era we were fighting in was pretty much 3050 uh for any of those guys that know BattleTech that's pretty much the era of when the clans start to invade the inner sphere um so we try to keep it the same there so that it was kind of an equal footing somewhat but yeah uh you can tell like our mechs were a lot faster yeah uh, we we had range and our heat management was was quite quite good. Um, Amazing, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so uh, it's good. It's good to get our feet wet in it and to show the other guys too that the different tech as well, right? So uh, and don't get me wrong, like you know, in the game, uh, myself and Bill, we we actually lost. We did. We lost the match. Um, Bill's <laughs> Bill's mech went catastrophic and would have had an engine explosion. <laughs> yep. Um, and then uh, I I got pretty critical as well. So, and then we we put some beats into the other mechs as well. There's there's a lot of armor taken off and critical hits and whatnot. But yeah, like it's a neat system for when you're building your forces, unlike these other games where, you know, you could kind of really tinker with what your units are, this and that, you know, their equipment and all that. You do have that in Battletech because there are rules to um, actually create your own mechs, which is cool. But forget jumping into it and getting into it. There's already pre-made mechs and there's a gazillion of them. Like there's a boatload of them, right? So being able to play and kind of pick your mechs that you want via the battle value and having to fit things in, it's interesting to see what players would pick, right? Yeah. Like like uh, our opponents, they actually could have picked lighter mechs and had way more on the board, right? 
would they have been able to take a hit from a PPC? Maybe not. But um, regardless, it all depends. There's tactics on how you build your 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 forces as well. So yeah, in that aspect, so it's pretty neat. There is other ways of like building your 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 forces. A lot of guys used to do it just by tonnage, right? Because each each mech has a tonnage varying from, I believe, 20 tons up to 100 tons in different classifications and armaments. So it's, it's pretty in that aspect. But I find battle value is pretty fair. Yeah, it felt it felt balanced. Um, as, as a first-time player, like, that was my kind of assessment. I was like, huh, like... It actually felt like we were doing okay, you know, and we weren't trying to like capitalize. We were we were pretty much shooting all over the place. I think for the most part. Mm-hmm. I know there that Wolverine player though. <laughs> I was I was gunning for him. He ended up taking me out, which made me really sad. We we played clan like we uh, we we didn't quite target the same targets at the same time. So yeah, uh, but. It, it's good to see like there's you know different ways of playing the game too right so um but yeah going going into like the mechanics of the game um the initiative phase of the game is interesting because that changes pretty much you know who's going to be moving and who's going to be shooting first kind of thing right reaction to action and um We've noticed in this match that because we were outnumbered, yeah, you know, our our opponents had to actually move two of their mechs at the same time compared to just me and Bill just having to move our one. Um, but that's a mechanic that's in the game, which is pretty neat. There's tactics for that, and it's it's the movement itself is just a whole other ball game with how you position your mech yeah you know how how do you position your arcs of your front and sides and and rear right so well that was that's what i found um to be quite the interesting part in the game you know if you're familiar with 30k 40k with the even bolt action with the facings and kind of like Mm -hmm. where you're firing at um it very much mattered where you were most likely going to uh, affect um, for your hits, like for, you know, really wanting to concentrate on center torso or whatever. It's depending on what side you are on. It actually, the rolls can direct your damage that way. And uh, then you can get to the internals pretty quick. And I I was even kind of looking a little bit into it uh, after the match. And I was like, oh, if if I actually, you know, look for where their ammo is if i can attack that side more so say right torso if i can make sure i'm engaged on that side as much as i can to have a chance to crit and like do an ammo explosion then like that's kind of a good like tactic too but that's like a whole nother layer i wasn't even considering in my first game i was just trying to learn you know how everything worked oh for sure and and as as being new players and the nice thing about it like being new players in this match we actually were trying to do a lot of different things yeah right 
you know, we, we checked out the, like the engine explosion, how that worked out, which was a little complicated, but yeah, we tried it out. Um, you know, the, the rolling on the internal structure for critical hits. Uh, we even looked at physical attacks. We didn't actually get to do it, but, uh, we, we looked into that as well. I found the uh, different missiles were kind of a little, a bit clunky running through. Yeah, so they're they're a little different. Happens. They're a little different, unlike you know, you know, kind of comparing it to what we were used to playing on PC. Yeah, you know, the missiles on the tabletop. It's not just all that hits one one spot, right? And it's you have your clusters pretty much, and depending on the size of your missiles and what type of missiles. It can hit multiple areas, so uh, the bigger the missiles, you know, going from like a long-range missile or LRM five to a LRM twenty, you have more chances with twenty to hit multiple areas, right? And of course, how many missiles actually hit? So there's a lot of the one thing with BattleTech is there's a lot of charts, yeah. right? There's a lot of there's a lot of info to take in, um, but they have some decent little um, little uh, info sheets that can help you through that. So, yeah, the the, the cardboard one was really handy. I felt like yeah, the reference much, sheet. Yeah, the reference sheet had almost everything on there. And uh, after a while, like kind of just like I said, by third turn, it kind of felt pretty easy to gauge what you were doing with that one mech. Yep. Yep. And as you go forward and you start playing, you know, and you, you actually start fielding yourself a lance or, or a star of mechs, which is the different sizes for each faction, um, you start to realize, okay, I, I, I really like these type of weapons. Um, I like having some fast mechs. Uh, I love having, you know, that big assault mech, that heavy hitter. Just, just like in the other games that we play, you know, you, you'll have your favorites, what you like. Uh, and of course, what you don't like, but how you apply them in the game and, and circumstance and whatnot is is where it really will show, you know, the understanding of the game and and how things go right. Like using your cover in the game and whatnot. Um, there's just little different things like that. So, not to mention, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we haven't even seen, you know. Um, I don't think one of us actually made a piloting check in game no. just due to the fact most of us were missing our shots <laughs> landing landing no damage on each other but um there's just different things right like getting you know the headshot with the large large damaging weapon we <laughs> haven't seen that yet right that no literally takes the mech out you're out of the game right so uh but there's so much more. Um, the thing with the game, the nice thing about the game, I'm going to talk about a little bit about getting into the game. First off, it's very, very uh, cost efficient to get into the game oh, itself. Yeah. Here, here in Canada, the uh, the main box set, the uh, a game of armored combat, BattleTech, it is i believe about 60 bucks 59.95 um 
very, very cheap compared to other games. You get a whole bunch of map sheets. You get the basic rule book, and you get a whole bunch of inner sphere, inner sphere mechs with it, dice, pamphlets, mech sheets, all that stuff. So it's very cheap to get into for the main game. If you just want to dip your toe into it, they have a beginner's box, which is literally twenty one ninety five. You get a, a mech sheet, you get the quick start rules, you get two mechs, uh, you get the battle sheet, like your map sheet, and just a whole bunch of extra little stuff too. Yeah. So very cheap to get into. You try it out. If you don't like it, eh. Put it on a swapping shop or something or whatever, right? Store it on the shelf. Yeah. But as you go forward, like again, they came out with an expansion for the clan. And again, that wasn't too expensive either. I think that was like twenty four ninety five. No, sorry, not twenty four ninety five. That was like fifty bucks or something. Again, clan tech rules, clan max, more maps, all that jazz. And then expanding on that, if you do want to get mech packs, they're very, very cheap as well. Twenty uh, about twenty bucks to twenty five bucks. Yeah, that's basically how I kind right. of started into mine. I uh, I bought the Clan Command and Clan Heavy Striker boxes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's basically what I've been rolling with right now. Just because I'm trying to get you know get my stuff painted and get ready to go, and it's been fun to jump in with a very low cost point because let's be real yeah. like 50 bucks to jump in to a game system is uh super cheap um even if it only gives you a few hours of joy it's still cheaper than uh you know mostly every other system that i've played yeah so yeah. It, it's well it's good. it's essentially essentially it was looked at like a board game right yeah but the nice thing about BattleTech is of course, you could look at it like a board game, but it has different ways of playing as well. So, right out of the box, just like that, you can play it like that. If you decide to go further and get some of the other source books, which there is a gazillion of them, um, Total Warfare is one that I would recommend picking up. It has rules for pretty much everything in it, from mechs to vehicles to building mechs, to scenarios, all that stuff. Um, It does have rules in that book to play a different mode where you're not playing on hexes. It's more of the miniature game. So it gives you rules and and transfers information into distances if, you know, you you prefer playing with your measuring tape and, you know, uh, measuring around and stuff like that and having terrain. So it's pretty cool that it can do that. And as for like different source books, there's quite a few. Um, the next book, it's very similar to Total Warfare, but it's a uh, tech manual. And it has a whole bunch of info on just building your mechs different weapons, different upgrades, all that kind of stuff. So that'd be like equivalent to a codex in in a sense. Um like it has a different one. 
Yeah, it, it has the rules for stuff like that, right? Uh, the battle, I think it's the one that I put out. Um, it's another manual. I think it's the battle mech manual. But like, there's there's quite a few of them, right? They all have different rules in them for different aspects of the game. If you want to go further into it, there's campaign books. There's specific source books for specific um, scenarios uh, from the pretty much the fluff of the game, right? Because that's that's a whole other subject too. Like, there's so much history in the game itself. There's so many, so much story to the game and background that people don't realize that it actually can rival uh, Warhammer 40,000 for a storyline. Say what? Right? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, there's a lot of a lot of material. There's novels. There's all the source books. Some of them uh, specialize in you know looking at the different factions in the actual universe, which is pretty cool. Uh, the other thing too is there is um, an RPG aspect to the game. It used to be called Mech Warrior, and I, I'm pretty sure that source book is still out there. But I think they've changed it to Destiny. I would have to look that up. But they start incorporating the actual pilot of the mech into the game, so you start getting skills, and you know you have um, you have health points and stuff like that. Where you know if you start taking damage from your mech in a battle, it actually could affect your pilot even more, which is pretty cool. Uh, they have campaign systems where you literally form a unit and you end up getting equipment and salvage and different skills and pretty much have to manage like your your group right kind of like uh, a team manager kind of game in a sense so that's pretty cool i know uh, i know i picked that book up too so i'll be looking into that you want you want to run a mercenary group you're able to do that you know it's pretty cool uh one thing to note this game has definitely like surged back into the wargaming community. That's what I've noticed. A lot of the guys here where we are, like from all different communities in the city for gaming, they've there's quite a few guys have come in and picked the game up. Yeah. Which is pretty cool because it's it is an old game, but there's a reinsurgence of it. It's just kind of exploded a bit here and it's it's great to see because i really loved this game i used to love this game back in the day i actually quit playing 40k for like five years because i was playing BattleTech. so heresy um, of the highest order <laughs> but you know it's 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 a fun game um time wise i don't know we we were there for a few hours playing the game yeah, and for you got to remember, um, like we were playing, a bunch of noobs kind of gathered around the table, you know, fumbling yeah. through the rules and stuff. So it was a few hours for us to bang through. Now that I think everyone's kind of had a run, I think we could do it again in probably half the time. 
I would say so. If we know. had that, we had that battle again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely so. can do that. So, and that was, um, speaking of, of time for the game. So that's, you know, that's battle tech for like the classic rules, right? Uh, what they did, Catalyst Games Labs, what they did was they made another version of Battletech, which still uses all the same miniatures and the maps and stuff like that. Um, but they called it Alpha Strike. And classic, you actually have a, a mech sheet that has all your information in it, all your mech locations, the armor where everything is slotted, where your yeah. weapons are. It's very comprehensive, actually. Yeah. Heat management, all that stuff, right? What they did with Alpha Strike is they... I'm not going to say dumbed it down. They really took that part of the game out of it and made it into more of a fast-paced skirmish game where you literally have, okay, these are your weapons these this is short medium and long range these are the numbers you need to hit this is your standard movement um this is your standard stuff to hit this is how many health points you have and that's you know that's kind of how it is right so they did that and I, i'm not sure if they did that to just bring a different aspect of it or if they were trying to maybe uh catch up with the times with all the new games of how quickly they are getting so I haven't tried it yet. Um, I'm an old school classic guy myself. I do have the Alpha Strike book, and I will give it a try just to see what it's like. Um, but there is that option, right? Some players might not like the longer game. They might like that quicker game, but I'd have to try it to see what it's like and probably come back and uh, chat about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, a thing too, you know, for those listening, um, have you played Alpha Strike compared to Classic, or mm -hmm. you know, what what did you like better? Um, those who actually yeah, play BattleTech, like, how do you like the game? Are you new? Are you existing player? Are you returning? You know, player. It's always nice to hear kind of you know how uh, how some of the viewership and just the other gamers out there are going through the games and experiencing them. So it's, uh, oh, it's exactly. Nice. Yeah. And it's, and right now, like I know I've told Bill and I've told a lot of the other guys too, is when BattleTech started coming up again, it was about, I'm going to say about two years ago, I seen that they started up with a Kickstarter and I hesitated because nobody else was kind of into it, playing it at the time. So I, I, I missed my chance on that. Second time I seen it, I hesitated again. Third time I seen it, I jumped all over it. The clan stuff is just coming out and they've been, they're releasing a whole bunch of stuff. So I ended up putting a big order into the Kickstarter. Um, yeah, Bill, your clan Jade Falcon dice are coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's good to see that the, if you were to get into Battletech, I'm going to say maybe even five years ago, you would notice the models to the mechs were not that great. 
there's still a lot of mechs out there that are pewter, and I know there's still a lot of guys who love the classics. Um, but compared to some of the other companies, you know, uh, they really need to change something, right? And I think the way that they've gone about it now with these mechs, and of course I'm looking at all of them in front of me right now. Same. <laughs> the molds are so much better. They're a resin plastic. They're very refined. There's a lot of detail on them. They've they've upgraded the look to the battle mix, and it's awesome. Like I'm so happy that they did this. I remember buying um, a box set, probably uh, roughly maybe five to seven years ago, and they came with the old cheap plastics, and then they made two clan mechs. A summoner and a hellbringer, Thor and a Loki for you guys, um, and they made them in multi-part plastic kits. And I was like, "Oh dear, have they actually gone this route?" But that was the only two that they ever made. And now looking at these mechs, I'm like, "This is awesome. This is great." You know, it's one of those games where the uh, what you see is what you get doesn't attain to the model. So you can have your mech the way it is, or if you want to customize it, you can. But model-wise, they're so much better than what they used to be. Yeah. They're very very comparable to a lot of the a lot of the miniatures out there right now. I'm gonna say very comparable to Star Wars Legion. Just the uh just the way the uh, the mechs are and the plastic and whatnot. So, um, good job on them, that's for sure. And they got more coming. So, they're just out there right now with shipping, right? So, that's great. The the new look to the to the artwork and the and the books, they're great. A lot of your old books still work. They haven't really changed too too much. There's a couple of ratas and stuff out there. So, anybody who's jumping back in, your books are still valid. So. Which, that's huge. You know, coming, this is coming from like a 40k player mainly, right? And mm-hmm. I've been playing since second edition. Knowing that, you know, someone who's played for 20 plus years can come back with an errata and like change their book and, you know, or I shouldn't say change, add a couple little, you know, things on their book. And continue to use it like that's that's a huge appeal for me. I know you know I've bought a ton of different codexes and rule books over the years, so oh, yeah. that's that's definitely a huge uh, bonus. And that's one thing I, I really like about um, like the game itself. Uh, besides that, you know, painting up the the models in the, our you know clan or house colors. Uh, is actually a lot of fun as well. Um, the models are decently detailed, where you can get you know quite a bit of uh, action on there if you really want to go to town. Like you, you can. Oh yes, a lot of opportunity there. So, um, and for the guys, you know, who are like, I just want to play and don't really want to paint. It very easy just to rattle can it, give it a dry brush, and you know, 
pick out your guns and I'd say you're you're fine as well. Like it's either way the, they have enough detail and enough sharp edges that you could get away with minimal uh, painting work and I think still be really pleased with the look of your mechs themselves. Oh, a hundred percent. I know. Uh, uh, I know. Curtis. He ended up doing a lot of contrast painting on his on his Phoenix Hawk, oh, and it yeah. turned out great. He had cool looking camo on it, so it's very easy. You know, um, just like that, you can easily get them painted up. I mean, I got my Star of Clan Wolf mech, you know, done within a few days. So that's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Lot of options. Oh, um, nice thing too is with some of these releases and whatnot, they tend to come out with um, some special stuff like the neoprene uh, battle mat, which they've never had before. It's always been the uh, paper map sheets, right? So you'll you'll you know get used to doing that. Get used to seen a whole bunch of map sheets on the board instead of actual battle maps right but you can get those out there too which is pretty neat uh one thing too is nowadays and i'll probably have to post a whole bunch of pictures of it but there's so many companies out there doing the 3d printing and they're actually making the 3d terrain for battletech oh yeah Anywhere from like Trinity City uh, to some kind of uh, industrial zone to you know uh, uh, residential kind of landscape to hills to streams to fortifications. You know, you go on Thingiverse, you can find some dropships, that kind of stuff, right? So we'll be exploring that later down the road and see how that changes changes it a little bit too it'd be nice to slug it out in a city and you know maybe have one of our mechs collapse into a, a building or something so be uh, good to try that out um there's a lot of eras to play in as well in the game like i was saying before we we kind of played the 30 50 you know, the clans kind of invaded kind of thing. Yeah. And there's different eras with different technology uh, that you can play. And there's different, you know, like different little stories and stuff too, right? But you have a lot of different mechs that come up throughout these eras. And it's funny because it's like almost every sci-fi kind of game we've played or that you know had history about it's like the early days was when there was the really good tech and then something happened and there's a war and they've lost this tech <laughs> and then they're yeah. going forward trying to find this tech right yeah for sure so um it's pretty neat the the whole thing with with the universe as well is um there's the the section of the inner sphere, you know, and there was uh, pretty much a group called the Star League. Humanity was uh, as one, you know, they had the strongest military might ever. And then there was some backstabbing that happened and there was a big war 
And then what happened was the general, the Alexander Kerensky, ended up taking off with like 80% of the uh, forces of battle mechs and just went to deep space and said, peace out, taken off. I don't like what's going on. So then that's when the secession wars started to happen where the great houses, as we've mentioned before, um, you know, uh, Davian, Steiner, Krita, Lau, and uh, Merrick, they've, they started to battle each other. They started having these wars. And then later down the road, that's when like the clans come back. They come and invade. And these clans are literally the descendants of Kerensky. So that's a little bit of the history, probably the main the main focus of probably most Battletech players is probably right in that section, right? So, again, there's a lot of info out there. There's a lot of stories, uh, different eras. You start going further, and there's, you know, a, a big civil war. There's a jihad, and then you get to the part which I've never played, which is, like, the Dark Age, and that's when they start using, like, farming mechs. So... <laughs> <laughs> big buzz saws on them and stuff but um again so much out there there's so much so many source books if you're hardcore into one of the houses or clans they actually have source books for them specifically that has tons of details right down to like their political structure or their military forces colors that they apply to their mechs for parades you know just there's so much info that they put into the into the game if you're into that right they have tech manuals where they actually have like you know the the design of the mech and where everything is located kind of uh uh almost like a blueprint of the actual mech kind of thing you know so it's it's nice little stuff like that if you're if you're really really deep into the battle tech universe tons of novels of course so but Overall, the game, I still love it. I'm excited to get more games in, especially with all the new guys that are coming into it, you know, and some of the returning players coming back into it, getting ready to see everybody kind of uh, paint up their mechs. And hopefully we will eventually have maybe some tournament scenes and stuff for it as well. Oh, I think so. I think so. Right. And the nice thing too is it's it's a very much one of those games that can be, you know, just a beers and pretzel kind of game, right? Like, Bill, Bill, you didn't know anything about the rules or nothing like that, and you picked it up super quick. Yeah, right. So like anybody can sit down and play it, you know. And I've seen I've seen a lot of pictures where guys, you know, during COVID here, they're they're actually playing it with their kids. Yeah. So it's great, you know. It's awesome, you know. Just uh, best thing to do is yeah, pick up that book and just try it out. I couldn't agree more. It's um, it's been a ton of fun, you know. Myself being a a pretty you know hardcore clanner, I uh, I was immediately <laughs> drawn to you know Clan Jade Falcon. And I'm actually rocking um, from the IOTA Galaxy. So um, yeah. I know the classic look for a lot of them online is the uh, that nice sweet green 
with the yellow accents and my particular uh, faction will have more of a silver white color uh, just something to break it up and I really wanted to uh, you know have fun and jump into some of the uh, immersive history so um, there's a company and I'll make sure we throw it in the uh, description that actually makes all the different decals for mm. your specific um, like galaxy that, or sub faction that you're playing as which I thought was awesome like I was totally blown away of how much actual support there is for the game when you look online. Yeah, they have their own, like, wiki as well. Um, Sarna.net. That's, yeah. That gives you all the info. Yeah, history, links, all that stuff. Um, there's a crazy amount of source, thing, you know, pages out there as well. So all you just type it up, you'll find so much stuff on it. Um, Catalyst Games Labs, they're pretty much the ones that sell sell the product. You can get it at your local stores as well, I'm sure. Um, they have their new range of, of miniatures that are just flowing into stores now. Uh, there's also pewter miniatures, the old designs. That's where you can find a lot of your other vehicles, like VTOLs and tanks and infantry and whatnot. What was that from? That was Iron Winds? Uh, I think Ironwind Metals, I believe, Metals, yeah. is what they're called. Yeah. So, um, I do know one of our local stores can get that stuff in, so your store might be able to as well. Yeah, definitely worth checking out and seeing if you can. Oh, yes. So, and I know, uh, I know we know, like, you're rocking those clan wolves, um, Oh yeah, what uh, what what galaxy were you running again? Just for the people uh, tuning in, it's the Beta Galaxy. That's right. So um, they are a two toned color. Their top is kind of uh, brownish tan, and then their bottom is a gray, mid to light gray, and then they got some red and and white markings on them as well. Yeah. It was pretty fun to paint them up, especially with the airbrush, because it's just literally like you put one color and then you go over top, and even if it kind of blended with each other, it worked out. And then, of course, using the streaking grime, yeah, they hit the spot, and uh, that streaking grime on the red really makes it really rich. So, uh, can't wait to get those decals. I know I had previously gotten some decals that didn't work out, but. Uh, excited to see these ones so and kind of looking at what i'm going to do next i'm not sure if i'm going to do an inner sphere lance or if i'm going to do another set of uh a, another star for the clans i might even do elementals oh. for my clan wolf which would be very very easy <laughs> um but yeah, as for as for like Inner Sphere, I've been kind of torn between what house I'm gonna go with. So uh, I've always been a Steiner fan, House Steiner, but uh, House Krita kind of is is looking pretty good. And um, I don't know, Davian, the red, white, and blue on the Davian would be fun to paint. But 
I got options. I got lots of mechs. <laughs> Maybe make multiple. Yeah, no doubt. It's I guess yeah, you can always take it to the limit, right? Run multiple stuff. Uh, I guess for the one thing that I didn't know was aesthetically, um, you know, the different clans and whatnot. There really isn't much of a difference uh, in terms of no. rules, unless you're going into some of the what was it? Some of the more hardcore support like RPG stuff. Yeah, so normally with the game, it, it doesn't matter what you play, what what uh, house or clan that you play. There's no special rules to them. There's no bonuses that you get to them. Um, but just like Bill said, there are scenario books out there, like little campaign books, um, that do start incorporating a little bit of that. And it's it's nothing super super huge that it's going to be like a super edge on your game, but it just gives a little bit of stuff to um, the clans. For example, you know, smoke clan smoke jaguar, they get a, a bonus to uh, something like their movement or whatever because they're so aggressive or something like that, right? Something you know is into that effect, but it's not it's not anything crazy over the top. So it's pretty cool because literally you can play whatever you want. You can paint your mix however you want, whatever colors. You can make your own homebrew unit. Um, I know there's been a couple guys who've asked, you know, well, can you mix clan and inner sphere? And I have yet to see that. I have heard guys do that because they're running some mercenary group in some kind of campaign where they salvaged a clan mech. So it's pretty neat, but you know, it's, it's again, you can play whatever you want to play, however you want to play, you know? So, and the nice thing too is, is like I was talking about in the beginning of, of this uh, session here, there's so many different ways to play. And the one, the one I actually forgot to mention, which I think is actually really cool is you could actually have like a game master telling a story you know and having let's say you're let's say we're playing clans and we we decided to play you know bill's favorite jay falcon mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. bill and bill and four other guys are playing and they're this is the start of the invasion of the inner sphere me being the storyteller i can create these scenarios i can create the forces they're going to fight against you know they get to play their forces myself and you can see some advancement there's going to be advancement to the pilots you know uh bill has to fight a, a trial of you know possession to see if he's going to be piloting the heavy mech of the lance kind of thing you know what i mean so there's a lot there's a lot that you can do hope and I think we will be doing similar stuff like that in the future with the groups that we play with. Oh, definitely. Because um, it's really fun. When I when I started, that's exactly what happened. And I <laughs> I ended up, you know, playing and same kind of thing happened. Got to my mech. I had a Hunchback 2C, one of the classics that, you know, is still in my heart. And... It just put a, a, a spin on the game that you really, really got into it. You really enjoyed it. 
and then you started looking at things and you started checking out more info, more stories, more mechs, more tech, more miniatures, and you just you fall in love with it, right? So it's gonna be cool. I know guys are loving it already. Yeah. Uh, the new guys who've just recently got into it, you know, like, you know, our friend Cam, our friend Curtis, you know, Hal has just gone to it. Uh, we know Phil's going hard with even larger scale mechs, <laughs> which is cool too. You can do that. It's It's good to see that they're just jumping right in, you know, both feet first, right? Just straight into it. So it's going to take off, uh, and I'm sure the stores will definitely be happy to support it once we get back to full gaming. I know we're going to be supporting it. As you can see on our podcast, we've been putting pictures and whatnot. We'll have a lot more of it coming down the pipe, stuff that we're working on, and pictures of our games. Yeah, oh, for sure. When uh, when the big Kickstarter comes in for me, I'll be probably doing a big, long unboxing of it and showing you guys as well what I got. Super excited for that. So, and um, yeah, we might even have some paint sessions showing how this is how I painted my uh, Beta Galaxy. You know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that would be very- pretty legit, actually. Yeah, they're pretty simple to do. I think we can uh, definitely get some of that out. And, you know, by by all means, share your stuff with us too. We love seeing it. Yes, definitely. Um, there's a lot of great... Uh, there's a lot of great con- um, stuff coming out from people who are artists as well. Uh, they've come out with content, some little animations, some 3D animations, and little videos, uh, even on Instagram as well, YouTube, and it's all pertaining to BattleTech, you know, BattleTech Mech Warrior, all that stuff, right? So it's really awesome. It's good to see. I'm I'm very very happy to see it come back to life, and I think it's I think it's what the game needs. Is this whole revamp of the game itself for miniature wise and just how they're putting it out there with this awesome looking artwork and these awesome looking boxes and yeah it's yeah. it's definitely it was enough to lure me in uh, myself like you know having the the two devils in this case on my shoulders you know whispering <laughs> uh, didn't help but it was easy was- to get into honestly. That was Clan Diamond Shark, by the way. <laughs> They're whispering. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, anybody, you know, anybody locally who is listening and uh, wants to dip their toes into it, hit us up. Um, I'm sure there'll be enough little game days and intro days that we can definitely steer you the right way or even show you ourselves yeah. in the time, you know, in the, in the future here. Um It'll be great. Be awesome. Um, Kerensky shall return. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Awesome. So, so thanks for listening, guys. Yep. 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little different. It's a new new topic and new system, but like we said before, that's kind of what we do. And uh, check us out you know, on our uh, Facebook, Instagram. Check out our podcast. Yeah. Pretty appreciated. A big, a big thank you again for everyone who continues to chime in and uh, start discussions with us. We... We really enjoy the engagement, and we like hearing from all the other players out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, keep sending us the pictures of your painting as well. I know we got some messages earlier about some of the uh, painting. And, you know, when we go on uh, Trident, hashtag Trident Wargaming on Instagram, we've also been able to see uh, people have been tagging it, which is awesome because we get to seal your projects, awesome. right? It's, uh, yep. it's really nice. And we... We very much like to check it out. So I know also uh, Carl was co- nice enough to shoot us some pictures of just... It's non-Warhammer, it's just the War Machine. But still, we like getting all the painted miniatures, tabletop, uh, board game, you know, model shots. So just because you might paint or play something that we actually don't have on the show yet... <laughs> um please yeah please uh <laughs> send us pictures because yeah we'd, we'd love to check it out so a big thanks for that we love sharing things with you guys and we love it when you share it with us yep. so keep those uh keep the heat down under don't overheat hit that override button or you could be like me redline pilot that's right <laughs> but uh Keep keep doing what you're doing, guys, and keep on painting, playing, and just uh, positive engagement with your communities. So, and then we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. See you guys. Catch you later.